0: Hello, love. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am so grateful for you to be spending your time with me and to be listening to my words. I am beyond grateful. I want to always give you that reminder that healing is never linear. And me, myself, I've been going through a period of time where... I don't feel called to read. I don't feel called to absorb a lot of lessons from other people. I'm just being called to observe. And I've been doing so much observing that I feel overwhelmed because I'm just like, oh, I need to be reading. Like I'm rereading Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. I'm like, I have to be rereading this. But in reality, we have to take resting periods or we can just generally take a full deep breath and just observe what's going on in the intrinsic lessons that are embedded into the people around us and into our everyday life. I have been finding so much magic in the mundane. I've recently had a good friend over and we sledded and giggled and let her in our child's out and it was lovely and then we just binge watch a tv show together and it's always just so nice to just even have that person's company next to you. I've also been finding it so nice to not even have to continue to force talking, but observe their silence and be comfortable within that. And when you can truly feel comfortable being silent around somebody, that is so, so powerful. And just observing that, Um this podcast episode is going to be about jealousy and how to take care of your soul and things to feed that and to take care of who you believe your soul is at the highest good. Um, and before I forget, I'm just going to quickly jump into the jealousy part. I have not been in a relationship in a really, really long time. And even then, I was not a very jealous person. But I also, I do believe in divine timing it's a balance that I'm trying to figure out what my truth is and I'm not rushing that I'll know what my truth is when it's time for that but I have this balance between free will and divine timing that we do have the choice to make decisions 110 but I also believe that there's divine timing and I have this analogy where you're tubing down a river and there becomes a split And you really, really want to go down the left side because, oh my gosh, I've seen the left side. I know it's down there. I know when I'm going to get out and off the river, I'm going to be good. But the current takes you down the right side and you're like, oh no. Like, I don't know what's over there. Like, I don't know what this path is going to take me. But at the end of the ride, you realize all those bumps and the journey through the right side of the river was exactly what you needed to see to experience and maybe it was a little bit longer and you needed that time to think while you were just sitting there who knows but things are going to happen the way that they're going to unfold and if you believe in divine timing then you know that your actions even if sometimes you don't mean to act mean it's out of a reflection of you to then for you to fully acknowledge when you do project that and everything that's going to come out of your mouth and everything that people are going to project onto you is a reflection for you to look in words and heal on that. And it's so beautiful. And so I remember being a jealous person, maybe when it comes to me being with somebody that's not fully mine, Oh, I don't even like using mine. I don't like when people are like, oh, they're mine because they're not your property. They still have the free will to leave when they please. Um, but jealousy is something that I would much rather allow my girlfriend or my boyfriend or whoever I'm dating, that person that I'm dating at the time, I would much rather let them go where they want to go and I want to see their true colors. And if they're going to take advantage of me and they're going to cheat or they're going to do whatever they choose, um, that's on them. And it's not a reflection of me. I'll realize that I need a better person. And I also think that every person that you come in contact with and love and share a romantic relationship with or just such like situationship or connection, it needs to happen. Recently, I got out of a situationship type thing. Um, I can't really put too much pressure on this person. I can't be like, oh, I hate them or anything. There's no point of me doing that because it showed me so much reflection of the inside of me because I've liked that person for over a year and I was holding on to them like I would wait on their text message. I would all this stuff and it was it was getting to a point where I was trying to fill a void with them and I wasn't looking at the healing I needed to do. And as soon as they had to leave and I had to push them away due to having to let them go. That's when I can finally see that void bare naked and I was like, okay, that void's there and I had to fill that with my own energy, my own love and I can't find that externally and that's exactly what I needed to see. This person had met somebody else during the time that we had exchanged feelings and they had more feelings for them and I, I can't do anything about that. Um, love happens and love is love and I just said, you know what, I'm happy for you and I hope that things go well. I could sit there and I could go batshit crazy, I guess, and be like, F you and F that and I blah, blah, blah. But there's no point of doing that. And it really wasn't that serious. Um, So that would just be a reflection of me poorly judging the situation. So when it comes to jealousy... You have to let that person go, especially if they're in a relationship, they're not yours and not your property. And they have free will to do and make decisions on their own. And you have to let them do that for you to see the true them. The more that you can let them go and allow them to show you you the true colors of them, the more you're gonna see the rare I'm not the rare, the um, the bare the bareness of them. You're gonna see their true colors. I heard this quote yesterday and I was like when you love somebody, I think it was in terms of um, he, him pronouns, but I like anybody. I think love is love, and whoever I fall in love with, I do. Um, but when you see somebody angry, you're gonna f- you need to search why they're angry, and you need to let them fully express their emotions. And when you can just see the bear, bear them, you'll realize who they really are. And if they're not meant for you, you can communicate that and be like, you know what, I loved you while it lasted. But I think it's time to move on. And be super, super respectful about it. Because the more that you're not respectful about it, the more anguish is going to build up. And the more that it's going to be reflected back onto you in the way that you handle the situation. Because relationships, if I am you and you are me, a relationship is even a deeper connection of a reflection of you. So be mindful of that. And that's my tips on jealousy. Again, I'm not a super jealous person, so I can't say too much on it. I didn't have to heal a super jealous wound, but let them be free. And I know that's hard when you've held them so tightly, but that's the biggest tip that I can get to you. The second part is taking care of your soul. Um, there's so many things. So, Like I said in the beginning of this, I think, is I've been seeing so much magic in the mundane, so me and my friend went out sledding, and then we walked down to the end of my driveway, I'm so blessed to be living in a place that has a lot of acres of land, and down my driveway at the, at my neighbor's property, they have a beautiful pond, and I saw the big huge moon through the trees, and I was so excited, I was telling my friend, I was like, we need to go walk down to the end of my driveway, and let's go down there, because in the summer, it's so beautiful, because the moon, directly reflects onto the water and then bounces back and we need to go so we went down there and we were in awe it was almost it was a little bit foggy and hazy but the pond was iced over and the snow was just glistening under the moonlight and we laid underneath this tree canopy and so there's no leaves on them so we can see perfect stars like shining through the trees and it was just If I hadn't done this healing journey that I've started, I would have thought that that was stupid, honestly, because a lot of us, I'll tell people, like, this past summer, I was hanging out with a friend, and I really wanted to compliment this person, and I said that out loud because I find so much beauty in strangers, and that person was just like, don't do that, that's weird, and that's dumb, and I didn't do it, and I wish I did, but don't let others dictate. If it feels good for you and your soul, tend to that. So taking care of your soul is what you yearn for. That little inkling, beautiful feeling in your stomach, you need to follow that. And those intrusive thoughts of things you need to do right now, you need to do them. It's when you can learn to follow that gut feeling of beauty, that's when things really start to roll out. And you can find so much more beauty in strangers and in The wind blowing through the trees or the way somebody's eyelashes fit perfectly on their face, like their eyelashes are the perfect length or their eyebrows look so pretty on their face, like little things like that, the little tiny intrinsic things about human beings you can observe. And you can go into coffee shops or bookstores and just admire the strangers around you. And the more that you can admire them, the more that you can admire yourself. And I love that so much. And that starts with taking care of your own soul and acknowledging your own beauty in every depth. I've started writing love poems about myself. Um, Like, I'm trying to think of an example. Recently, I wrote one about being out in the snow and about pink cheeks and a pink nose and With the way that this person's eyes glimmered in the snow. And people thought it was about somebody else. But it's not. It's about me. I'm not in a relationship right now. I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm just content. Again with being on my own. And not looking externally for any source of love. But taking care of myself. So more love can find me. In the most beautiful way. And... So I, I wrote that and down in a poem, and I had posted it, and I loved it. And I was just like, wow, this is actually for me, not for anybody else. So write love letters to yourself, and write poems about yourself, and look at your beauty in the mirror. You're not your body. You're not this vessel. You're, you're consciousness and a soul. But we do live on this planet where we have these magnificent bodies and see others as their souls, but also acknowledge their beauty externally. Because they are also beautiful. We are also beautiful. Like, I can talk about that for hours how we're just like these cute little human beings with this these cute noses and these dimples and these cute, adorable ears, and we're awesome. I, and the more that you acknowledge that about yourself, the more the strangers look so much more beautiful. The next thing I want to talk about is I'm opening up a book. So I, I'm really, really close to my grandfather. And my grandmother passed away when I was like, I want to say 10, 9 or 10. And I didn't know her very well, but deep on a soul level, I know that we have a lot of a deeper connection. And I went over to my grandfather's house recently, and she handed me this book. And she wrote in the book um, that needs to be handed to me And so my grandfather found it, and he's like, this is for you. And so it's called Quiet Talks with the Master. And I think it's a little bit about God, but I'm interpreting it as the connection to the universe and how we're no different than that. And it talks about finding God within your heart through these beautiful doors, but I'm seeing it as an extension of the universe. Because when you look within, you find the whole universe because you are... An extension of the universe. The universe found you so beautiful and wonderful that it literally put you into human form, drew the whole universe into your perfect form. And the way society makes perfect, not in that way, the way that they skew it, but the way that your flaws are inevitably so beyond beautiful. And so this book... I highlighted, I didn't highlight because it's a book from the 70s, but I wrote in a sticky note this part that really stuck out to me, and it says, the more you become conscious that the outward is only an expression of the inward, and as you know and realize the universe at the center of your being. I'm going to read that again, or I'm going to read it in their own words. I wrote a sticky note over a little bit in my own words, but hold on. I think it is perfectly ties into taking care of your soul and i love it the more you become conscious that the outward is only an expression of the within and as you know and realize the universe is at the center of your being and that the outward is only the house wherein the universe dwells to that degree of realization shall you be able to bring and then it goes into like other stuff but universe dwells within you and this book goes into talking about in the way that I've interpreted it within the first few pages about finding God um, behind these like golden doors in your heart but I don't believe in God as a guy in the sky or a guy that would criticize anybody and make you go to hell if you made a humanly mistake I don't believe in that um, I did grow up Christian but the more I looked inward and did more work, I realized the only reason that I believed in God is because I was scared to go to hell, and a lot of people need to do shadow work on that. They're so fearful that society puts onto them that they're going to go to hell if they slip up, and I don't want to offend anybody if you do believe in God still, but it makes it feel like society is controlling us, because if you really look at it, it gives and condone condones us, what's the word? Yeah, condones us down to a set of rules. That then makes us follow them, and if we don't, we're gonna have a punishment in our own head, because that punishment is not gonna happen on this physical level, but yet yeah, it's going to happen to our soul when we die, and it's I don't know. It just makes me really upset that. People don't realize the things that they're told and how wrong they are. Like, I've been told that since I am a woman-loving woman, that I'm going to go to hell. I've been told that me liking, like, standing up for Black Lives Matter is wrong and bad, and people that believe in God can't stand up for Black Lives Matter, which is not right. If your God would not be standing up for every human being on this earth, you need to take another look at that. And looking inwards on that and being like, that does not resonate with my soul at all. I believe in Buddhism and Hinduism to an extent, but I don't believe it as a religion. I believe it as a philosophy. Um, I think religions are just so condoning and they don't align with the soul 100%. People also are so scared of death that they want to put their whole belief system into like a whole religion and that's more shadow work to do because society has made us so scared of death and these movies and these projected all these fears onto us when if you meditate you know that meditation is a preparation for death and before I started doing shadow work which I really deep dove into shadow work back in May 2021 so it's not even been a year deep diving into that but I was so scared of death I would think of those around me dying and I would break down instantly into tears and go into an existential crisis and just freak out. And you probably do the same. But the more that I started doing meditation and I found the quietness and my thoughts weren't so loud and I found out that there's a voice that you don't like you think before you think like there's voice there's a voice in your head that speaks Before you even have a chance to think about that. So what is that? You tell me what is that? You're going to have this voice inside your head. That you didn't even think about. And a lot of people will say. Oh it's God. And you can believe it's God. Again I'm not trying to hate on your religion. If you do believe in God. I just. I think that it's really messed up a lot of individuals. People have so much fear around that. And. Finding peace within a religion for death is really, really beautiful. But not putting your whole reality into that ideal of happening. Because nobody knows what happens after death. You just have to live your best life on this earth. And I now have an inkling feeling. Inkling. I now have like a feeling that I'm going to be perfectly okay. And I'm not scared of death. The only reason that I was necessarily scared of death was due to the fact of being in so much pain before I die I wasn't scared of the actual process of dying I was just scared of the pain I would feel but I had watched a bunch of documentaries on people dying coming back to life and they're like yeah when this is pain when you're about to die you don't feel that pain because your soul is already like, disconnecting from your body. Because you're not your body. And you don't feel that pain at all because the pain is made by the body. You can only feel it in your body. And I was like, okay, so like, there's no reason for me to be scared anymore at all. And that's what I sat with. And I'm really not. Even when I know somebody passes away, I know that they're not going to be on this earth with me anymore. But I know that if I need them, I can call their spirit and their soul into the room with me, and I can be like, hey, thank you so much, and the voice in my head will then be their words, because when I'm asking them for their advice, their spirit, their soul, they have a way of then reaching through you, if that makes sense, and you don't even have to be a psycho, like a psychic medium for that, you can just call their energy and call their soul into the room if you believe that, and ask for their guidance, and I don't, see it as seeing a shadow in your room, I just see it as a beautiful voice in your head from that individual telling you what to do for that situation, but it also depends on what you also believe in, but with that, I just wanted to quickly draw, um, a card from my, it's called animal messages speak, (laughs) animal messages seek inspiration from your animal guides, I was coming back from a trip and I stopped in at a Goodwill. My mom was like, look at these cards. And I was like, no way. And they were like $2 for the whole box. And I loved the art. And I was like, yes. So here I am. And I want to pull a card for you for today or whenever you're listening to this. What this means for you. And... um. I'm not going to set an intention before I pull. Well, I'm just going to say it's for the collectives, whatever you guys need to hear. And the numbers that are coming to mind is 111, 777, 444, and 999. Um, What I get from 999 recently is yin-yang because to me, the nine looks like a fish. The fish kind of looks like the symbol of the yin-yang and the fish also resonates with me as a Pisces, And I know that koi fish are my spirit guides. I've been seeing yin-yang since I was like, before I could remember, like being with my grandparents who I just realized were spiritual and I got a bunch of Eckhart Tolle books from them and like, for instance, like the book I was just telling you about. So life is beautiful and 222 always resonates with me. When I first started this healing journey and life sucked. I saw a tutu too and I just know that it's my spirit guides having their hand on my back and it makes me very very comfortable knowing that they have my back and also isn't it crazy that my spirit and my soul acknowledge the words that are coming into my mouth as I'm saying it like this human form is saying the words but I am watching myself say the words I know somebody else out there is gonna like acknowledge that I know I'm not the only one that thinks that way, but all right, I got my card. It is the mountain goat. So maybe others that are from the Midwest or just from the country might resonate with this a little bit deeper. But the mountain goat means more than just what's on the picture. It says, Fighting for love, declarations may hide unfaithfulness. So, first of all, don't fight for that love if it's not meant to be need to let it go and if you're the only one putting in effort you need to let that go all right so i'm going to find it in the book i haven't played with these too much but i love the art i might post it on my instagram story just for you guys to see but i also hope that you guys have just been so I hope you guys have just been well, and if not, know again that healing is not linear and it's a time for rest because spring is coming up so fast, and I'm so excited. So, the mountain goat. Deep in its body, mystical goat fashions Biozar. I don't know. Biozar considered a remedy for disease. Okay, I think that is a medicine. Must be. As goat holds these cures within, so you hold the remedies for your life's ills. Goat, goat intensely sexual, maintains a harem and fights fiercely for his consorts and realizes the counsels, even those who strive ardently for your love may not be true. However, defend your present love passionately and thoughtfully. Celebrate it with the gift of wild rose. The full moon is seen on a wild night. And it will remain yours forever. I didn't get much from that. I don't know how much you guys got from that. This card is definitely not for me right now. Um, But somebody out there needs it. So, yeah. Also, there's already been so many mess ups in this episode. (laughs) But again, I'm not doing this for pleasing my ego. I'm not going to be making it perfect. Like right now, I literally have a stuffy nose. So I sound nasally. And I (laughs) started to take deep breaths and everything. But again, I'm not doing this for egotistical reasons. I'm doing it to help you guys. I'm not doing it to make this perfect. At the beginning of making these, I was so concerned. And I would remake them over and over and over. But what is meant to come out of my mouth right now will resonate with you guys if it's supposed to. And if not, maybe something that I need to learn, I will reflect on later. But anyhow, keep in mind the mountain goat and the beauty in the medicine that you hold within. I guess that's what I got from that. Again, look within, as within, so without, as above, so below. When you look within, you can see the beauty without. So, I love you. And thank you so much for being you in the most authentic, beautiful, colorful, vibrant expression of you stand tall and walk confidently and I realized the more that I can keep my shoulders up and back and I can look straight ahead especially like in my ceramics class like I'm I dress up really cute for that class because it's like the days two days out of the week I can like romanticize my life and they come in with these outfits and I feel so confident and I wear my, my boots that give me like three inches of height and I'm just strutting around and people have noticed that I hold power when I do that and I feel so freaking confident um so powerful so I don't know but hold your head up high and dress the way you want to and dress as an extension of your inner child and your higher self and find that balance because tending to your higher self and tending to your inner child can be two different things but if you can find the happy medium you can really help heal the both but I will talk to you again soon